Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hello, my friend. In today's episode, I have the amazing David Trotter here with me. David is a business growth consultant dedicated to helping new business owners rise above their biggest barriers to reach their greatest goals. After consistently hearing from his clients about the challenges of creating content on social media, lead magnets, webinar decks, and all the other things, he launched Rise Up Creatives, which is a membership platform to help business owners create beautiful, engaging social social media content in under five minutes a day. David is also the host of the Inspiration Rising podcast with over 175 episodes featuring female entrepreneurs and leaders sharing their experience and wisdom. And he also has an amazing book called Empowered to Rise, The Secret to Embracing Your True Identity, Uncovering Your Superpowers, and Bringing Your Inspiration to the World. And in this episode, David shares so much. I mean, this is packed with so many things, everything from his story to what led him to doing the work that he's doing today, to how to magnetize your soul aligned clients on social media with some really powerful, like specific things that you can do starting right now. Everything from that to personal and spiritual development and so much more. And it's so cool to see how David has really embraced his mission and purpose in the world with helping people share their message and gifts with the world. And he's done so many things. Previously, David was a pastor starting fast-growing churches for 10 years. He also owned a six-figure marketing boutique for over 12 years, and he even produced and directed four award-winning feature films on social justice issues. So David has done so many things, and it's, it's such an inspiration getting to know him and hearing his journey and story and, and witnessing his drive and passion and purpose with the work that he's doing to help entrepreneurs, and especially female entrepreneurs, really rise up and and get their message out into the world so that they can inspire and impact more people. And together we can create a massive ripple effect in the world. And I'm so excited for you to dive into this episode. So make sure that you check out the show notes as well so that you know where to find and connect with David. And so you also can check out his membership program, Rise Up Creatives. I'll have some links for you in the show notes. So without further ado, let's welcome David onto the show. Welcome to the show, David. I'm so excited to have you here and I can't wait for everything that we're going to dive into today. I know it's going to be super value packed and I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It is an honor. It's uh, great to be able to connect with you. I love everything that you're doing and um, I, I love that you help mainly female entrepreneurs and because as 
someone who's very much in the feminine energy, we can really get into that flow space or be very visionary. And it's challenging for a lot of us to uh, chunk down and have that structure. So when I was looking at the stuff that you're doing, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like we got that masculine energy helping these female entrepreneurs like really grow their business, get their message out there in a way and have structure. Um, which is really, really cool. And I would love to kind of hear a little bit about like what led you to doing what you're doing and, and, and supporting mostly female entrepreneurs and like really just with the work that you're doing, what led you on that path? And I don't need your whole life story, but the, the main points would be great. <laughs> sure. Sure. I actually was a pastor for over 10 years in Christian wow. ministry and helping start churches. It's a very entrepreneurial project because you're starting with just a few people and seeking to grow the organization and there's communications and obviously a lot of speaking and marketing and, you know, systems, staffing, all of that. And by late 2000 or early 2008, um, I was burned out. I was a workaholic. I was trying to, for 10 years, kind of fill that hole of not enoughness Mm -hmm. with growing a church, impacting more and more people. We had three locations and a dozen staff and probably about 750 people um, at that time, and I hit rock bottom, had a burnout experience. And at that point, I had to shift my focus. I really shifted values about 12, 13 years ago from performance and productivity to peace. I had to cultivate peace in my life. I still love performance and productivity and getting stuff done. It's super fun for me, but peace has become my number one priority. And that has allowed me to um, be a good husband, a good father, a good friend, a good business owner. Without that, I would be kind of all over the place. I started a marketing business 12 years ago and just helped clients um, pretty much in Southern California. And I also started producing and directing feature films on social justice issues. So I produced a film on orphans in India called Mother India Life Through the Eyes of the Orphan. It was on Netflix for two years, 2012, 2014. It's still on Amazon. Then I produced a film, um, a documentary on sex trafficking in the United States featuring six female abolitionists that became aware of the issue of trafficking in their city and then opened up an aftercare home to care for survivors. Wow. Um, that film's very, done very well. It's on Amazon as well. A couple other films. But about um, late 2018, I said to my wife, I really would like to be making more of an impact in people's lives on a day-to-day basis rather than a year-to-year basis because those mm-hmm. films take so long to create. And so I said, I think I want to move more toward coaching and consulting because of my background and all the entrepreneurial endeavors that I've been involved in. And of course, podcasting would be a great way to go along with that. So she said, well, who would be the audience, you know, for this? And I, you know, we looked back over 25 years of ministry and marketing and movies and really the group of people that I have primarily resonated with and impacted the most have been women, kind of 30 to 50 years of age. And so that's, we started Inspiration Rising to feature female entrepreneurs and leaders. And, you know, some people have definitely resonate with it. Other people are like, why is this guy telling us, trying to tell us what to do? And you know, of course, they're not actually listening. They, they don't take time to, you know, connect with me because it's like, that's not my heart at all. My heart is to champion and to help raise up and encourage and just be a support. That's so, so yeah. awesome. Wow. You've done a lot of things on your journey so far. And it's cool to... To, it's cool to hear like the impact that you've been making, like not just with what you're doing now with your podcast and everything, but also with the films. It's really interesting and, and, and inspiring to see that journey that you've been taking. It sounds like you have a lot of drive and uh, such a beautiful heart to put your all and your soul into all of this. 
So what has that shift kind of been like for you over the last couple of years? Well, what's weird is one of the reasons why I think I was a workaholic, obviously I was trying to fill this not enoughness, but the result was that I ever, I wasn't ever really finding joy in the process or in the journey of what I was doing. You know, like films, they're fun when you start and fun when you show them. In the middle, it's just grueling for me personally. And a lot of projects were like that. Even as a pastor, there were things that I was starting that was fun, but in the middle, not so much. And I have found over the last two years, even though there are definitely challenges, I really enjoy doing what I'm doing. You know, I love featuring women on the podcast. I love helping my business consulting clients. I love creating resources to help people stand out and save time on social media. Like, so I've actually found more joy in the day-to-day process, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, people say, well, you got to find, you got to enjoy the journey, you know? And it's like, okay, that's easier said than done if you're more of a driven person. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like I've, I've found that. What do you think contributed to that? Was it like something that you were doing for yourself, like in your practice or just the work that you were doing just without more fulfilling? You know, part of it is probably just getting older and having some of those other experiences and recognizing, wow, I'm not kind of enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. And how can I, how can I cultivate that more? How can I find the positive in the midst of the challenge? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not a young guy. I've just turned 48, you know, I'm, I'm in season 48 of my life. If I was a reality show, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, I've had the experience of pushing, pushing, pushing and wanting more. And, and the reality is when you're always looking forward to that next thing, you're not enjoying the moment. And the challenge for me is how do you at the same time, paradoxically be satisfied and enjoy the moment and simultaneously be looking with vision to the future. And so some of us just get so satisfied in the moment that it's more free floating and just kind of like, Hey, whatever, you know, whatever happens happens. I'm just going to leave it into the hands of the universe and we'll Mm -hmm. see. And then others of us are, you know, hard charging. And so for me, it's like, okay, how do I, release the results, enjoy the process, but at the same time, have a vision for what I want. Like I really do want to experience something. It's that paradox of holding both of those things at the same time that I think is, it's a daily, it's a daily practice to hold those things in tension. But that's what I think has really helped me. Yeah. I love the way that you describe that. It's like uh, the surrendering um, especially this is a really powerful thing to talk to other entrepreneurs about because so often we're conditioned basically to go to the next level, the next level, the next goal, the next thing. And there's so much magic in the journey as well. And so it's like balancing that desire with being present. Absolutely. One of the things that I have found even in this newest venture that I'm uh, launching, um, it's requiring me to do things that I have never wanted to do before, I should say. 12 years ago, after I had you know a dozen staff and I was dealing with hundreds of people as a pastor, I really swore off all of that. I was like, I never want employees again. I never want to collaborate with people again. I just want to do my own thing, you mm. know? And so I'd work with contractors, but I didn't, you know, And I have found that in the last six to 12 months, 
I've needed people to come alongside me. You know, I've needed team members. And so I wasn't going to be able to continue to move forward and create the vision, create something that I see within me if I didn't have partners in it. Mm -hmm. And so that's required me to surrender control. You know, it's required me to trust more. It's required me to, to be clear in my vision, clear in my next steps. Um, and same thing with collaborating. I'm collaborating with so many different brand ambassadors and people now. And and the thing, the two things that I was like determined not to experience, employees and you know collaborators. <laughs> I'm loving it, Stephanie. Like That's I so love awesome. my team and I love the collaborations. It feels a little kind of unique. Like I'm still kind of getting used to it. Yeah. But that's part of, I think, the enjoying process mm-hmm. is going, okay, the thing, the very thing that I didn't want to do, I'm now being required to do in order to see the vision come to fruition. Yeah. It sounds like it's more in alignment now too. I I hope so. I hope so. What yeah. is your bigger vision? I'm curious. Well, you know, I love helping women start and grow businesses. I love that. And so I have a Rise Up Business Academy, you know, to help people do that. But one of the things that I was finding is that as I'm working with people, one of the biggest challenges is social media and going, what do I post? You know, I I don't know what to come up with the content. I, I feel so overwhelmed if I'm just constantly like pitching myself. It feels like I'm just this salesperson that feels so icky. Yeah. And so my team and I ended up creating a resource called Rise Up Creatives, where it provides, you know, lifestyle images every month and 31 customizable captions that can be modified specifically for the person's business. It's it's really best suited for coaches, consultants, course creators, light workers. Mm. And then we also have a graphic design studio similar to Canva, but with hundreds of templates for not only social media, but lead magnets and workbooks and headers and, you know, media kits, all of it. And for me, creating that resource took so much time and financial investment. And at some point, you know, you go, why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I putting all of this energy and money and effort into this? And I, then I tell my wife, it's like, Hey, it's all about service. It's all about service. It, the, when I start moving toward trying to prove myself or like I tell my clients, it's called gasping and grasping. You're, you're kind of going, <gasps> and you're grasping at the same time, trying to mm. get that sale, trying to get that client, trying yeah. to launch that thing. It's gasping and grasping at it and it just doesn't work. It feels horrible, number one, and people just don't resonate with it. But if you're in that place of service to go, Stephanie, how can I help you? I don't know if I can, but if I can, I'd, I'd be honored to. Yeah. You know, and here's here's a resource that I have. And if, you know, I think it's I think it's great. I'd love your, you know, all of a sudden that posture feels like a place of peacefulness. And then if you don't find that whatever I've created or whatever I'm offering resonates with you. Number one, I can always go back and and go, are they my ideal client? Am I saying it a way that's helpful? Those are all good. But ultimately, it's not a question of my value as a human being. Yeah. And so often coaches, consultants, light workers, course creators, it's like, if you don't like what I do, if it doesn't sell, I must be a loser. 
I I am just, I don't, I'm not connected to God or the divine or universe. I'm not in alignment. I'm not, you know what I mean? All these crazy thoughts. Mm-hmm. I call them lies, you know, yeah. kind of spew into our head. Totally. It, go, it takes me go back to, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a cartoon with like, you know, a little devil on one shoulder. Yeah. And, and the angel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the devil's, you know, you know? Yeah. And it's so common for uh, people to go into that spiral of why isn't this working? What am I doing wrong? People don't like what I have to offer. I must suck. And that can be debilitating and create so much resistance in business and, and even keep people holding back and dimming their light from actually wanting to share more. I've been there, done that. I mean, I've experienced it. This is part of the reason why I, I believe that like the entrepreneurial journey is a spiritual journey because it literally requires you to work through and all of that stuff that comes up and to realize that you were born worthy of having, being, doing, having everything and you were born to serve and make an impact if that's what you feel is your calling. And so the entrepreneurial journey kind of usually forces you to kind of, you know, see that, like how you were saying that you've experienced that feeling that void of the not enoughness and, if you hadn't stepped into your calling, whatever it was at that time, you may not have even fully realized that that was there or it would have shown in a different way. Yeah. I just started with um, this group with four four or five realtors um, from Colorado. We're doing a six month program. And um, the first week we talk about in my curriculum, who are you and why does that matter so much? And so we're talking about um, how we create identities in life. Mm-hmm. And that so often our identity is created by either socioeconomic, education, physical, you know, what our physical looks are, our um, ethnicity, our sexual identity or sexual preference. You know, all these things can become like a strong aspect of our identity. And the problem is that when one of those things goes away, mm-hmm. we give control to our culture or our world for some of the like if you if you put your identity in living in a certain area and having an amazing house, what happens when that house goes away? Mm-hmm. Now you don't have an identity. So we start with the foundation of you're inspired, you're enough, and you're loved. The word inspired and the root um, form from the etymology from Latin means to be breathed into life by the divine. Mm-hmm. And so when I say you're inspired, it's not a feeling that you have. It's a fact. It's the fact that you've been breathed into life by the divine. And because of that fact, you have value, inherent value. Mm-hmm. You're enough. You're whole and complete. You don't have to do or be anything else to be you know, enough. And you're loved because the divine created you. The divine loves you. And everyone else loves you too, even though they can't necessarily show it perfectly all the time. Mm-hmm. So if I embrace that I'm inspired, I'm valued, I'm enough, I'm whole and complete, and I'm loved, those are the three things that all human beings are fighting to have, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is if I don't have that embraced as my true identity and I try to create a business or serve other people or jump into a relationship, I'm probably going to try to find one of those three things in whatever it is I'm creating. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the thing that I'm creating is an outgrowth or it's something that's flowing from that identity. It's like an extension of your soul. Yes. So how, like, I'm sure you help your clients with this shift as well. I'm assuming only because you, you, you break it down so nicely. How do you, how did you, or how do you, how do you, how have you supported others in making that shift or uh, grounded integration of really standing in that true identity of who they are? 
so that yeah. they can show up in their business, their relationships, whatever, in their power. Yeah. Well, um, so much of it has to do with what's flowing through our our minds, you know, and what we're thinking about. Because if we are triggered by what other people are saying to us or experiences that we're having, and we're somehow then in a mode of either trying to protect or prove, right, protecting or proving, then we have to go, hmm, something's triggering your identity, probably, right? There's a fear, there's a lie that you're believing that somehow this is going to hurt you. And so in those moments, when we feel those negative feelings, when we're trying to either protect or prove ourselves, um, I go, well, what's that? What's If you could nail down that thought, that negative thought, other people call it a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. I call it a lie, that, that, that thought. And so like for me, um, two big lies that I've wrestled with my life, my whole life, and it's getting less and less, is that I'm not enough and that people don't like me or want to be with me. Mm. And so oftentimes if I'm in a situation and I get triggered, approving or protecting, it's probably one of those two lies or a variation of that in my head. And so then I have to slow down my thinking because our, our thoughts go really fast and go downward into a downward spiral of death mm. from negative thought to a negative belief to a negative behavior and then a negative feeling and then a negative, right? It just keeps going. I go, what's the lie? Okay. So in this situation, I'm not feeling enough. I feel like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be enough to live up to so-and-so's expectations. Okay. Well, what's the truth? So now we have to identify the lie and then replace it with the truth. Mm -hmm. Well, the truth is I am enough because the divine has created me. And I'm whole and complete. I don't have to do or be anything else. Now, and I'm a lifelong learner who is always growing in my skills mm-hmm. because our identity needs to be teased out from our skills because our skills can always be learning and growing. I'm never going to be done, you know? Yeah. So I might not do the best job at something, but that's a skill issue, not an identity issue. Mm-hmm. And the problem is when we do something that we feel like didn't go so well, we then mix up our identity with our skills. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 that's a skill issue. Like you're just learning and growing, but you're whole and complete as you are. So first step, identify the, the lie, replace it with the truth. So I am enough. And I'm, a, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm always growing and learning. Then I open up a briefcase of evidence because I envision that I've stepped into the courtroom of my mind. And so mm-hmm. that little, that dark force is the prosecutor saying, Dave, you're not enough. You're a loser. Yeah. You suck. Well, I'm on the defendant's stand on the chair there, and I've got a briefcase of evidence I'm opening up. So, Stephanie, I'm going to open up a briefcase of all the ways that I am enough and that I'm a constant lifelong learner and growing. So I start calling to memory. Well, um, I know from all the spiritual wisdom and uh, research that I've done that I truly believe that I'm enough in the eyes of the divine. In the, in the eyes of the universe. So I'm going to embrace that. And p- other people have told me that. Uh, Stephanie's told me that. I've listened mm-hmm. to her on her podcast. Yep. Okay. I'm going to have Stephanie's voice in my mind mm-hmm. as part of my briefcase of evidence. And I'm going to open up my briefcase of evidence that there have been previous situations where I haven't done so well, but I've always learned and grown. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm learning and I'm growing. I remember back at this point when I learned and I remember this when I learned, right? I'm opening up that briefcase of evidence to not just say the truth, but in like really massage it into my heart mm-hmm. with the evidence. And then the fourth step is to um, anticipate a powerful positive outcome. 
that I'm actually envisioning. What is it that I want to happen? Mm-hmm. Okay, this thing, this thing, I had this interaction with somebody that was negative. That wasn't great. But now I'm going to envision what I do want to experience. Rather than allowing my mind to cycle into either rehearsing what did happen mm-hmm. or re- rehearsing what I wish I would have said to that jerk or rehearsing maybe even what I think they're saying behind my back right now. Our mind does that. So now, fourth step, I've got to anticipate a powerful, positive outcome. What do I want to see? What do I want to experience? How do I feel that and move toward that, right? Which is now manifesting yeah. that, that new outcome. So for me, that's a short process that, you know, I have to slow down my thinking in those moments because as I mentioned, my mind goes down a spiral. Yeah, it can. If you, if you give power away there, yeah, it can. Yeah. I love the uh, courtroom thing and the finding evidence. I think that's such a cool way of like thinking about it and, and seeing it in your mind, doing a little visualization. That sounds really powerful. So, you know, for oftentimes, if I don't intentionally open up a case of evidence, I end up finding all this other evidence that I am a jerk, that I am worthless, mm. that I am, because I'll, my mind will go to every scenario where I've hurt someone or I've not been enough or I've not done a good job or I didn't fulfill all my word or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll find all that evidence. I don't need that evidence. I need to focus on the positive evidence because that's what's going to propel me to change my mindset, change my attitude, my emotions will change and my behavior will be in alignment yeah. with that. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. And I, so often many people are, go to the negatives of, well, I'm not enough. I'm going to think about all these reasons why I'm not and all these things that happened. And I think that's just like a pattern for a lot of people, a habit. And so this is like creating a new pattern of thought and being, bringing your awareness to the lie and, and choosing differently, essentially. And it requires, I wish it didn't, but it requires like intentional effort and some discipline, you know, to go, oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking right now. All right, let me slow down, slow down my thinking, re, uh, what's that process again? Okay, identify the lie, replace with the truth. Yeah, it's because you're bringing the subconscious to your conscious awareness. So you need that extra awareness. Yeah. Very cool. I love, I love everything you're sharing already. I'm like, like how you break down into a little process so easy to digest um, which I'm sure is super helpful to so many people when it comes to growing their business too and getting them, their message out there and really like just owning their truth and owning their gifts. And I want to kind of shift it in that direction with the business. You mentioned you are passionate about helping people on social media and like giving them the resources to create their content. What advice would you would you give someone who's like, just starting out as a coach or facilitator of transformation or whatever they want to call themselves. <laughs> um, when it comes to conduit that, of the light. Yes. A conduit of the light. When it comes to like really going all in with their presence online, because that's really where it's at if they're growing an online business, of course. And I know it can seem overwhelming. So I want to hear like, what would you say to someone who's just starting and kind of, yeah, well, of course, the very first thing that you want to know is who is your ideal client? You know, who is that person that you really want to serve? What is their problem? What is their pain point? What is their desire? So that everything that you are communicating is in alignment with that. So that you're not just 
talking about random things, but you're always thinking about how can I serve that person? You're there to serve them. So everything you post is in light of service to your ideal client. So of course we know that people are more likely to invest in a resource, a product, a service, if they know, like, and trust you, right? Mm -hmm. So we wanna increase their knowledge of you, increase their liking of you, and increase their trust of you. In order to do that, we have found that there are seven primary types of posts that if you use them on a regular basis, not necessarily one through seven every day, but just you know over the course of a month, that these seven types of posts are very helpful in doing that. The first, do you mind if I share them real quick? Okay, all right. The first yeah, is- Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. The first is uh, my life, right? I love, if you've ever, Stephanie, followed somebody for a while that's maybe a big, influencer or somebody that you've learned from and then all of a sudden they saw a picture of their dog or like their family and they haven't done that in a while it's like kind of gives you the warm fuzzies like oh my gosh look at that i get to see a little behind the scenes or you know who they are i feel more connected to them so people want to see some things going on in your life the second is my why why are you doing what you're doing because when you share with me why and you unveil that it's like People are like, why do you help women? And then when I tell them the story or the reason why, they're like, oh, then they trust me more because they know, oh, he's not out to just, you know, be weird or try to make a buck or, you know, whatever it is, or tell us what to do. Here's the process, my why. The third is behind the scenes in your business. You just cut out for a second, but you're good now. The third is behind the scenes. I wanna see behind the scenes in your business. I wanna see your podcast set up. I wanna see you meeting with a client. I wanna see how you go about creating some sort of product that you make. That gives people, they feel like they're close to you and they love that. So my life, my wife, behind the scenes, inspirational. Inspire me somehow. Either it's your own thought or a quote Come on, get a quote from Stephanie and, uh, you know, tag her and like, boom, you're using her quotes to inspire people. People love that. Um, life and business learnings. That's the fifth category. So, so often with social media, we present ourselves in our best light. Whereas if we're sharing something that we learned in life or we learn in business, the whole point of learning something means that you didn't know it before or you had some sort of challenging experience. When you share that with me, not only are you revealing a little part of yourself, but you're helping me learn whatever it is that you learned. You're giving me a little shortcut. The sixth category is product or service, which so many of us just go right to. Tell me about your product, tell me about your service, tell me about whatever it is that you're offering. But I don't wanna see it seven days a week, of course. And then the seventh one is benefits to you, <clears throat> meaning benefits to your ideal client. What are the benefits? How is this going to transform their life? What are they missing out on if they don't work with you or you know purchase from you or make an investment with you? So those seven categories, my life, my why, behind the scenes, inspirational life and business learnings, product service, and then benefits to you. We have found if you're looking at your whole month, how do you use those on a regular basis? Integrating all of them, that will definitely help increase no like and trust. I love that. And it sounds so easy. And as you were going through those, I was like, damn, I should do more of that. I don't do enough of that. <laughs> which Certain one? Ones. Tell, me, tell me which one. Um, uh, I think the behind the scenes in, in business, like how I'm like setting things up 
And I think I could definitely post more life posts. Like I, I share a lot of my lessons and learnings and inspiration and videos and stuff. Um, but those two, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do more of those. <laughs> and you know what's too, so crazy is just from following you, you know, a short while, the two life things behind the scene or kind of like life stuff that I was like, I wonder when she started shaving the side of her head. I, wonder, does she do <laughs> I that did herself? share that. I you do did. do it okay, myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I go, I, I, I'd love to know that. Or your nails. I'm like, wow, your nails are really <laughs> unique. Like, where do you go to get those done? Or, you know, I want to see you getting them done. Okay. Um, but even that kind of stuff that's, and I'm, you know, maybe that's weird for me as a guy. It's not like I'm going to go get my nails done, but that seems like a real fun part of you an expression mm-hmm. of you is your nails. Right. So I go, well, I'd like to see her get her nails done. That'd be kind of, um, I don't know, stuff like that. It, it really, it, it really does make a difference to people. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. I mean, I, I, yeah. Cause it's kind of like you're letting them more into your life in a more mm-hmm. intimate way. Mm-hmm. Like and I've had clients, even today, I was on the phone with a, a woman who, she's an online home stager, which is so fascinating. She actually, you, the realtor takes a picture of the home and then she tells them what to put in what locations um, from a distance. So it kind of saves them money without, anyway, she was really resistant to posting some things that were a little bit more personal, but it was like about her taking a walk and her seeing this experience. And I'm like, does that feel really personal to you about you taking, oh, doesn't everybody take walks? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. I just never thought about Percy, right? And so some of us, have, we have a resistance, but I'm not asking you to post a picture of yourself in a bikini and talk about your, you know, love life or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're just talking about just, just a little something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it really makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. And these seven things are so easy to like, kind of just keep in mind. And one of those things each day of the week, even, you know, if you wanted to. Yeah. One of the strategies. Go ahead. One of the strategies we use with the resource that we have Rise Up Creatives is with the 31 captions, their template captions over the course of the month, every one of those template captions is in one of those categories. And so um, we even provide a PDF um, calendar and we provide a Google sheet calendar, either one that works for people. And there are little check boxes to go, what is this, you know, what does this fit into? So that we're just raising our awareness. Because oftentimes, like you just said, all I did by listing them was raise your awareness mm-hmm. of, oh, I could do more life. That's all we're wanting to do is raise the awareness is go, would this be helpful for your ideal client? Yeah. Yeah. And do you like when you share about showing up on social media, do you incorporate like live videos or like when you like different types of content you should be doing or what is beneficial for your clients? I talk about live videos all the time when I'm coaching people. I'm like, got to get on those videos. (laughs) I just watched your video from February 18th where you were talking about you're the God or goddess of your own. Oh yeah. That was great. It's very powerful. Yeah. I mean, live video for people that are just getting started in a business, you know, just getting them to post five times a week is a big hurdle. Yeah. And so we try to take people step by step to go, all right, after that, let's talk about live video. Let's talk about reels. You know, I mean, I just started getting into reels literally like last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The algorithm just is loving those things, of course. Um, so, but we try to take people a step at a time so they don't feel overwhelmed. Got it. Got it. 
Wow. I think that that's a, so what, what would the, what would, what would you say to someone who's more intermediate and they're wanting to grow their audience? They've been serving people showing up and they just really want to take it to another level, impact more people, fill their programs with more people. Cause I'm sure you obviously share different things for different stages of the journey. Mm -hmm. Well, as you mentioned, reels are huge right now. And just in terms of getting the traction with the algorithm, but um, you know, it's all about uh, moving people from your social media into either DMs or emails. You know, yeah. you, as we know, we got to get them into an email funnel to be able to just connect with them because mm -hmm. the connecting on social media is just one level of no like, and trust. But once you're able to get an email, you're then able to get more of into a conversation. The thing that we focus on though is, and it sounds weird, but we want people to cultivate one-on-one -on -one relationships because so much of, especially new people that get into social media for their business, it's more of a spray and pray mentality. Just spray out there and then Lord Jesus, help me, you know, <laughs> somebody to see this, you know, just praying that'll like work somehow. Mm. And, and really it's more about how do you develop a one-on-one -on -one connection with each one of those followers? If you had a brick and mortar store and you had people that were walking in one by one would you stay behind the counter and say, let me know if I can help you? Or would you make it easy for them to connect with you? Would you be out on the sales floor saying, oh, I love that uh, new, I love that blouse that you have. Where did you get that? Um, uh, tell me about, you know, how did you hear about the store? Um, what are you looking for? How can I help you, right? And so that's essentially what we're teaching people to do through uh, captions, writing captions in a very specific way and connecting via DM, right? We got to get people connecting. We got to get people responding because that's where that one-on-one -on -one relationship can take place. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's where no like and trust skyrockets is yeah. if you're connecting with me, I, I trust you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm assuming you, you focus a lot on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, it's both, it's both. And yeah. because, you know, Facebook DM, you know, yeah. as well. Um, but Instagram is huge. I love Instagram. That's where I like to spend most of my time these days. Yeah. Yeah. And it really just depends on who your ideal client is. Are mm -hmm. they mainly focused? It's either going to be Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn in yeah. order to develop that relationship. Mm. I haven't got super into LinkedIn, but I have a really big Facebook group that I go live in there and share. I just feel I kind of shifted to feeling more drawn to Instagram as of late. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, it's it just depends on what you're feeling. Um, and each one has a different vibe and serves a different purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, when it comes to getting people in the DMs on these platforms or email, do you, do you, for, do you recommend people get them in the DMs or into their free offer? I'd say, you know, it could be both. both it doesn't yeah. have to be an either or because it's not like you're going to be saying every single day of the week, yeah, go totally. get my, go get my lead magnet. You know, it could be, Hey, drop an emoji. Then you respond to the emoji. Hey, um, DM me your favorite, you know, thought about this or your favorite, you know, ice cream flavor or yeah. um, your favorite type of crystal or, you know, whatever it is, just, just start it with one word so that then you can actually have a real life connection. Yeah. And, That's and, the thing. The real, like real, like a real connection. 
like mm-hmm. for for I used to do network marketing and I know a lot of people in my audience have are either are doing that or have done that and um a lot of I don't know if you're familiar but I'm sure some of your clients have done that of course so you know a lot of what they teach in there is like you know <laughs> reach Very out cool. to all these people blah 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 you know it's like cold messaging this that and the other and so I think um for a lot of people who have done it or are doing it there's been this like thing about that um you know and so the way that you're sharing it and the way that you've been sharing a lot of this it just it feels so much more authentic like when for those of you listening when you're like communicating with people in the dms just literally do it to connect with the people like no agenda nothing like and and how david was saying like if you can help them awesome you know obviously share that when it comes up if it comes up whatever but it's like the point of getting people in the DMs and making these connections is to literally just genuinely get to know people and mm-hmm. connect with them and you know that build that know like and trust and if it's aligned if what you have to offer is is good for them as resonates with them then by all means and whenever like that that's a shift like a big shift for that people can have i find whenever there's resistance with people um, going, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to reach out to people or I don't want to try to connect with people in DMs or whatever. I go back to several questions. I go, okay, mm-hmm. first of all, um, do you care about people? Do you, do you, is one of the reasons why you got into this is because you really care about people and what the result is. Of course. Yes, of course, Dave, I care about. People. Okay, good, mm-hmm. good, good. Okay. Let's talk about the like product or service that you offer, the course, the, you know, whatever it is. Do you, 100% believe that it can impact somebody's life. Of course, yes. I mean, it is amazing. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So if you love people and you believe that that can truly impact somebody's life, do you think people need it in their life? Yes, people need it, of course. Okay, great. <laughs> so if all that's true, then do you think, like, how are they going to hear about it? How are they going to come across it? Are they just going to stumble across your website? Well, no, probably not. You're probably going to have to actually connect with people. But you're coming at it from a heart of service, not sales. Service, not sales. Service, not sales. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's always a financial investment because that's just the way that our weird world has said value is exchanged. You know what I mean? Like that's just what we made up. And so... If that's how value is exchanged, of course, at some point there would be a financial investment, but you're doing it because you truly love people, you believe in your product or service, and you know that people need it in their life. Mm. And that's the main thing to stay grounded in, the main three things to stay grounded in. Always, especially when you're sharing your offers and launching your programs, that rooted in service, I love it. Thank you so much. I feel like you shared like so many valuable golden nuggets, David, and like the way that you break things down is really just easy for people to grasp and and hold on to. I I love everything that you shared and appreciate you and all of the work that you've been doing in the world to help and support entrepreneurs. I think it's amazing. Um, I know you said you have like a program or something where you help people with all of this. Um, You could totally share about that if you'd like. Yeah, we have a, it is, Rise Up Creatives is a monthly membership. It's only $25 a month for all the resources of the images and captions and graphic design studio and training. 
and you can actually get a seven day free offer, seven day free trial, I should say, nice. um, at riseupcreatives.com slash join. And that's not available on our website. It's just a special link that I share with people like, you know, in this situation. So riseupcreatives.com slash join, seven day free trial. You get 100% access. You don't, we don't hold back anything. You can experience it all. And if you don't find that it's a good fit, you know, before the seven days, just cancel it and you're not charged at all. Sweet. So it's just an easy monthly membership that they can just plug into. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So 25 a month or 250 for the year. I'm going to tell you something funny, Stephanie. Um, so I'll tell you one of the lies that I hear in my head, like when I listen to your podcast and other, you know, great podcasts like yours, I will hear in my head, Dave, you should not be on that podcast because you are not spiritual like them. Like they are so spiritual and you think just, you're such a plain person. Like you just think you're just a simple thinker. And so I, obviously, I'm going to come on here and be myself. I'm not going to be like... Well, totally. I wouldn't want you to be anyone else but yourself. Stephanie, I am feeling this <laughs> vibe today of a... You know what I mean? Like, it's just not me. But I, I like hanging out with people like you because I, I'm attracted to that energy, mm -hmm. right? But I think what's funny is, you know, you said, it's like, oh, you break it down so easy. And that's what I... Even as a pastor, that's yeah. what I was known for. Take, trying to take complex things and just make it simple. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I was a mirror for you and to reflect that um, because I'm like a, a visionary, like creative. So for me, sometimes it's like a little more challenging to like really get the nuts and bolts of like, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's one of your superpowers. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So where can people find you and connect with you? Um, any other places you want to share? I know you got your podcast and any last words you would like to share with everyone? Yeah, if they want to listen to Inspiration Rising, um, it's on all the podcast apps, of course. The website's insporising.com. You know, I think um, my life message that I just always feel so powerfully, you know, is if you're listening today and you've got something that you want to start, some hope or dream or thing, whether you've always wanted to, be a coach, create a product, write a book, you know, refurbish a home, jump into a certain industry, whatever it is. Like you can do it. Like don't wait. Like you have, you know, I guess it's, I guess it's uh, up for grabs if we have more than one life. I usually say we have more than one life, but we're guaranteed this life, right? So I'm 48. I've got 52 years left. I plan to live to hundred and then just die like on my hundredth birthday, like I've got 52 years left. You've got how many ever years left? You, like do it. Don't just keep procrastinating or thinking you can't like get started. Like it doesn't have to be the whole thing. If you want to open a restaurant, okay, you don't have, you don't necessarily have to have the brick and mortar store, like have your friends over and create a menu and have them select from it. And you wait on them and just do the whole thing. Like start small, whatever it is, but like start because you can do it. Yes. Amen to that. And time is passing either way. So take the first step. <laughs> That's right. Well, this was amazing, David. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so glad we got to connect and I got to have you on here. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared and everything that you're doing. This was amazing. No, it's an honor to be with you. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.